Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Today we begin the Gospel of Mark. Mark, with the simple words of the beginning of, begins his letter. Although the profound story that follows is anything but simple. In this Gospel of Mark, Jesus, Yahweh saves, called Christ the Anointed One, bursts suddenly onto the scene without the uh, preliminary storyline that we find in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. You see, Mark's not a biography of Jesus like Matthew or Luke. It does not dwell on the family history of Jesus. Instead, this Gospel is a record of what Jesus did in his three-year earthly ministry. It presents Jesus as the Savior King, one who conquers demons, disease, and death. Mark does not take credit for what lies ahead on the pages of this book, for he states clearly from verse 1 that this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mark writes from the viewpoint of the eyewitness. He excitedly tells us a story now that seems to stagger the imagination. It's obvious that he wants us to be as excited about Jesus as he is. He seems to want us to live the experience every day of our lives and to perhaps regain that simple majesty of his wonder in the lives of so many of us who have seemingly forgotten. Mark will now give us the details of a journey that has the vivid elements of the miraculous that thrill the soul. It is an unhurried account of one Jesus of Nazareth, Son of God, our Redeemer. This gospel gives us the view of Jesus the servant, the one who suffered to set us free. Mark records in chapter 10, verse 45, quote, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Now just who is this man who wrote this letter, this letter of wonder. This is John Mark. This is the same John Mark that Paul evidently kicked off the train when his second mission trip rolled around and caused a rift between him and Barnabas. Mark, you see, had for some reason left the first missionary trip early and Paul well felt that he had failed him and the mission. Thus, when the offer to take him on the second trip was made, Well, Paul refused. Yet later in life, Mark had evidently redeemed himself as Paul called for him, the one who is, quote, profitable for me in the ministry, end quote. Those events of Acts and the authorship of this book speak volumes concerning God's patience and his redemption. And no, not just for salvation, but for even our often needed restoration. Beginning in Mark chapter 1, verse 1, we read the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. The Gospel 
is the good news of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Mark begins here in his journey with a brief flashback to the Old Testament prophecies concerning the herald of Jesus Christ, the coming messenger in the person of one John the Baptist. Now Mark, he quotes Malachi and Isaiah in their proclamation of this messenger who would be the voice crying in the wilderness, quote unquote, saying, prepare the way of the Lord. Now this wilderness that Mark speaks of, as does Isaiah and Malachi, it exists even yet today. It is where we stand in our present age in the confusion, violence, and the emptiness of life on this planet without Christ. Yet out of that vast void of wilderness, we even yet today hear those words. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. In those words lay the battle cry of our ministry. You see, today the tendency is to seek a comfortable place of ease and relaxation within the kingdom of God. But that's not the message handed down from the Father. You see, real faith has always been faith in action. Serve, walk, live, teach, give, love, prepare. Verse 4 says, John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. All the country of Judea and all those of Jerusalem went out to him. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John's baptism was somewhat different than the common baptism that we generally know of today in today's church. You see, John's baptism was one solely of repentance. Well, ours is a baptism to symbolize our death and our resurrection with Christ. Now notice that John's actions in the ministry of Jesus himself began with the issue of repentance. Now for us, that means a turning from a life of sin to a new life with Christ. In John's baptism, there was a confession of sin. The English word confession comes from the original biblical meaning, which is, quote, to say the same thing as, end quote. So genuine confession is not merely admitting guilt, but rather aligning our view of sin with that of God's. Many people today have been confused over the years with this thing we call baptism. Some think that they will somehow be more saved once they've gone through this act of baptism. Some think that, well, if they are baptized, they will stop stumbling around in sin. But sadly, neither is the case. Baptism doesn't do anything. It has no inherent virtue or merit. It is rather a statement of what has already happened in the life and the heart of the one being baptized. If the heart has not been changed, Well, then baptism is just a matter of getting really wet. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.